This week, Channel Islands Pride is taking place in Jersey, after Guernsey hosted it last year. Thousands will turn out to the parades, parties and concerts to celebrate and be proud of our diverse community. Ahead of the big celebrations, I caught up with three drag queens, Page Three, Flesh and Bonnie Bonwe. Two are full-time performers from the UK, hired for the weekend's festivities, while Bonnie, known in the daylight as government employee, Helia de la Haye, is Jersey-based. Together we discuss the drag scene and how it compares between Jersey and London, how far we've come with tolerance, and how far there still is to go. names, ages, pronouns, both kind of your stage names, your drag names, but also your real names as well. Cool, shall I start? So hi, my name's Page Three, that's my drag name, um, and I'm 26. Out of drag, my name is Lewis Clark Clare, and um, yeah, just a little London drag queen. Awesome. Over in Jersey. Okay. Hi, my name is Flesh, I am 23 years old, I'm also based in London. My um, out of drag name is Ollie. Um, I use she, her in drag and then like he, they out of drag. I'm very much flexible. It just depends on how I feel and your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Bonnie Bonwe in drag and Helia out of drag and I'm also based in Jersey. Yeah. And your pronouns? Um, she in drag, he out of drag. Awesome. Cool, cool. And I'd be interested to know, do you guys have day jobs or is, are you performers full time? I'm full time drag now. Um, I used to work in musical theatre. Um, and that's actually how I got into drag. So, uh, but no, I'm full time now. Cool. She was an angel in Kinky Boots. Just <laughs> to, to plug it, to plug it, to plug it on her behalf. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I've been floating back and forth between uh, the day realm, day walking, as I like to call it. Um, I got a day job recently, and then I got so busy with drag again that I've been booked off for about three weeks. <laughs> but um, it's a funny dynamic to kind of hold when you're working full time in nightlife because it's really part-time but the preparation is a full-time job mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. we kind of live this like very unusual on-off uh, work week that not a lot of people understand. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of TikTok at the moment which is my videos try to incorporate the behind the scenes of what we actually do like I'm, a lot of my comments that I've been getting recently are like oh we didn't realize how much work goes into you mm -hmm. just being there at one o'clock in the morning to do this show you know I've started at 11 o'clock in the morning the day before oh, wow. doing my hair or like getting my costume rhinestone or whatever it is so yeah. it is very much a full-time job oh. and i work as like an investigator for the government oh really yeah and i worked in the prison before then so it's, a, bit, it's a very like, how do you find that split between, um, between that? it's it was a bit weird in the prison i will say <laughs> um everyone was fine with it other than a couple of people but everyone's quite like chill. I've had some people say like, oh, if you do drag, maybe you don't, you won't be able to get jobs in these places and whatever, really? which is a bit crazy in this sort of day and age. But um, yeah. And yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Do you think that it doesn't, you know, you can be a drag queen and you can do your job really well and it, you know, it's got no, it doesn't affect. Um, I kind of like those two like complete opposite aspects yeah. of myself. Um, oh. Yeah. I, I, I don't 
care what people think yeah. anymore. I think you get to a point in life where you're like, I literally don't care about what you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of investigators with horrible, bizarre hobbies and they just keep <laughs> private in their bedrooms. It's like our hobbies happen to be something that happens mm. in public with an audience. And posted on TikTok lines as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, That's so interesting. And ultimately that is none of your business. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you tell me a bit about how you got into doing this? You know, was it something as a kid you were sort of into or later in life? Well, for me, drag incorporates um, so many things that I've loved for a long time, you know, from makeup to I dance a lot when I'm in drag and just performance aspects and also just the kind of creative side and me being able to have control over what I'm doing. And I did, as I say, work in musical theatre. I started drag in Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that show actually finished in the West End, I wasn't really done. I was like, okay, I need to explore this a little bit more. And I started exploring it more over COVID in my bedroom. And then after COVID kind of hit the stages myself and, and it kind of like took off. But as I say, drag incorporates so many things that I was doing for work that now I can do for myself. Oh, great. So sense. it was definitely something that kind of all got, like quite naturally developed. It was just Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things like the stars aligning sort of thing. Yeah. I've done I've done the different steps and I've had different kind of career paths I've gone through and it's just ended up that this is what it's all kind of come to mm. and it makes sense because yeah. I feel like all of those pathways that were all disconnected have are joined mm-hmm. at the top. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a a proper like culmination of what you love. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I had quite like an organic um, journey into Mm -hmm. actually doing drag as well. But mine came from the club scene. So I met my drag mother, who, if people don't know, a drag mother is basically someone who's like a mentor when you're first starting, and introduces you to the scene, takes you out, kind of gives you those first pieces of advice that help you figure out what drag means to you. Mm-hmm. So I met my drag mother at my f- second ever London Pride back in 2019 uh, through some mutual friends and pretty much within three weeks of being friends, I said, I want to do drag. She said, she gave me a look from like top <laughs> to bottom and said, okay, I'll help you. <laughs> and we like sat down together one night and she's like, I'm not going to do anything for you, but I'll talk you through it. She's like, have you practiced? I said, a little bit she said okay let's see what you can do mm-hmm. and then that night I went out for the first time in drag and I've met so many friends from that experience and I've learned so much and for me drag has always been something which is like intrinsically tied to a sense of community because mm-hmm. I've always done drag with other drag queens with other queer people like in mostly queer spaces and if not in if not in queer spaces then with other queer people mm-hmm. so it's always been this thing that happens like together and it, to me it's very much about like a sense of togetherness and a sense of um understanding each other mm-hmm. and that's what's been really interesting transitioning towards being a like full-time professional drag queen is that when it's your job you end up doing it all alone and then suddenly you're the only queer person in a room and it's like wow that's so crazy how my start which was more about like just the the joy and the creativity of it was so entrenched in the sense of like togetherness mm. and the more it becomes serious the more isolating it can be oh that's really interesting i hadn't really thought of it like that that sort yeah. of once you do become a like a proper high performer it's you know maybe less about that community aspect but yeah um i'm glad to hear you had kind of a good journey into it though mm. and what about you helia did you was there a bit of a community here that kind of introduced you to um, it or? 
Not when I first, like, kind of got into yeah. it. Cause when I used, was that? When did you first? I kind of travelled quite a lot, like, okay. before COVID. Going to, I spent, like, two summers in a row going to LA and things like that and oh. kind of live my gay life out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much of a gay life It's the best here. place to do it, really, <laughs> yeah. LA. Um, and then I kind of just kept, came back with things that I picked up from there and I, like, liked. Um, and eventually, when the Flair Entertainment shows started here, mm. I kind of just went to them in drag. Um, and I ended up in the shows and then... Just walked onto the stage. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> I was like, I can do the splits. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I used to do musical theatre and like singing and dancing when I was much younger. My mom used to go. My mom and dad used to go to the Cosmopolitan, which was the only drag thing until it got knocked down. There's a big like finance building there now. Oh. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah. But... I also wanted to ask this question, I don't know who wants to take this, but so there might might be some people in Jersey who aren't really familiar with what exactly is being a drag queen and like what, is it a performance, is it, why doesn't someone just explain as if someone didn't really know what it was to be a drag queen? Oh, it's a, it's so many um, aspects, it's a very broad question. Yeah. It's almost like asking what constitutes an artist. I think if we say drag queen, we often mean a professional drag performer mm-hmm. who is practicing female illusion Mm -hmm. that I think is a very broad like um, intellectual definition Mm -hmm. in the sense that drag is basically any form of heightened expression that is influenced by gender Mm -hmm. but that could mean more masculine or more feminine or agender and it could be completely like Mm -hmm. through the middle or in the reverse like it could not even be like a human thing and that's what we call like a drag creature Mm. so i'd say a drag queen would be someone who is doing this professionally who is performing to some aspect whether that be uh behind a camera or on stage or in a room and then there's usually an element of femininity or hyper femininity or exaggerated femininity no, that was great. It was a really good answer. Um, I think it's just helpful for people to maybe kind of, they've not really heard of it before, you know, of yeah. the generation. Definitions so. definitely help. Yeah. I, think, I think another thing that helps is actually the more bracket of drag artists. And what comes mm. under drag artists is so many different things. Yeah. You know, like we're obviously in mainstream media now push drag queen. Mm. And that is something that everybody sees. But actually a bracket of drag is it's an art form um and as you say people can do it professionally for work but also drag say is just a a, an expression that can come into gender but can also come into literally just being an artist and uh, you know expressing yourself yeah and you've all said you've got into it because you love it or love parts of it but what's what do you love most about it what's most important to you about about performing in this way I find it very, very liberating as far as um, there's a lot of things that, like you said, I keep, I actually keep myself, my drag persona and my um, out of drag persona quite separate. And there's a lot of things that I can install into page three that I don't, wouldn't necessarily do as Lewis. And I find that quite liberating. Um, but also, as I said previous, like it incorporates so many of the creative things that I love and that just makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. I can create spaces for people that are a bit of a fantasy. And when you come to see a drag show, like it is part of the fantasy. Like, you know, you're seeing somebody who's potentially got a wig on or, or whatever. And you can create this kind of illusion that excites people. And it, it brings a lot of joy to people as well. And I think that's the main thing <laughs> that of why we do drag is, we make people laugh, smile, have a good time. We are the trailblazers of 
making people happy mm-hmm. and I think that's the most important thing that we spread as drag performers yeah, yeah. No, it's so important um I'll say just because of like the shows that we started well I didn't start them I just joined them <laughs> like a little afterwards but that was kind of like one of the only like safe spaces for people mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I went in drag because mm-hmm. I was just doing drag in my bedroom <laughs> yeah. and then I was able to just go to those shows and like enjoy being around people that were like like me. So, yeah. yeah. So is is that community aspect is like yeah. one of the most important things to you? I definitely feel the the fantasy aspect as well. I think a lot of it is about um, fantasy realization. I think especially a lot of the queer experience is feeling like your hopes and aspirations for yourself are unattainable and drag is such a transformative art form. We literally have the ability to live those things out, live out lives and personas that like otherwise wouldn't be accessible to us. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially you know, we now live in a slightly more tolerant world where it's actually now possible for people who are queer to live out the lives they've wanted. But this was an art form that existed before, you know, we queer people were widely accepted. Like it's existed for a long, long time, and that's why it has this theatrical aspect. And like, it's ultimately a form of theatre as well getting completely engrossed within a character that you have invented and then performing to a room of people who are willing to go on the same journey as you, that is so freeing. It really lets you, you know, run wild with your own imagination. And I also find it quite cathartic. Like, you can really heal yourself. I think I specifically perform a lot of songs that were important to me, especially when I was younger, that meant a lot to me and, you know, spoke to me. And then to perform them as almost like, a version of myself that I'd always pictured inside of me. It's like, it's a very cathartic healing thing. I think that's also where the community aspect kind of mm-hmm. comes together is, you know, whether it's a hard emotional moment or it's a joyous, like celebratory moment, that's something that through drag queer people can share and experience together. Mm. No, that sounds great. Um, just add to that, just because like, when you create the illusion, for me specifically, I have really bad anxiety. When I create the illusion, it kind of like, disappears quite a lot yeah Yeah. so it's quite powerful then it can be quite an escape yeah so I'll talk more specifically about this weekend's Channel Islands Pride Festival but um I wanted to ask just before that more generally about the scene and what it's like so in London I imagine it's quite different to Jersey why don't you give us a sense of how it's changed over the past five ten years in London and then Helia if you want to give us the same in Jersey So I would say, especially in the last five years, because of the rise of RuPaul's Drag Race, especially its international branches, we now have uh, a UK-based offshoot or series. Uh, It's really changed the focus of British drag, especially drag in London, towards uh, lip-sync performance, whereas British drag and London drag was very traditionally like stand-up comedy, live singing, cabaret, and in general it was a lot more... um, Kind of, yeah, yeah, like comedic, kind of raucous, mm. very tongue-in-cheek. And there's like real institutions of drag like internationally in London, like the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, um, Two Brewers, like Two there's Brewers, a, yeah. uh, the Admiral Duncan. Like there's places where, you know, drag was being defined on a global level that are in London. I think those spaces are now some of the quieter venues where you go see drag because this more American-style lip-sync-based drag is kind of 
taken over. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned how um, tolerance is kind of getting better. Is that something yeah, which is sure. affecting it as well? More people wading into that space and feeling quite confident. To I do think that? naturally, again, like going along with the drag race theme here is that it's in mainstream media. Mm. People just naturally are being exposed to it every day, whether they see it, passing it when they're trying to find their documentary on Netflix, or whether they're, you know, happen to be watching MasterChef and one of our drag sisters who's been on the show is on that. You're just naturally more exposed to it. Um, or on a bus stop. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. It's now. literally everywhere. So as far as tolerance is concerned, people are just see it more so it's not so shocking I guess but we still have some way to go you know I travel I I live outside of London and I travel into London on the train with a face on and sometimes the looks are nice and they'll say oh your makeup looks lovely today and sometimes they're not Mm -hmm. and that just says to me we've got a way to go still but you know we also have we can we deal with it in our own ways (laughs) I mean we have we've we and many other performers in London have built careers off the success of and the popularity of drag right now so yeah, yeah. I think that speaks to exactly right. to, to say that we're both doing it full-time shows to you I don't know if the amount of people that are doing it full-time right now could have without the exposure of something like Drag Race mm. Mm. and it sounds like you've got a good attitude well you, you know I just look yeah. at it as work yeah. I'm going to work and um, I guess I can tap into my theatre background here as, as far as I was, I'm so used to, I was so used to putting a costume on, I was so used to putting a wig and, and a face on for whatever role that I was playing in a show that it's, I'm still doing that. So I look at somebody and somebody, I get a little weird look on the train and I just think to myself, I'm going to work where are you going it's Saturday you're probably going to have a drink in the park and that's lovely but I'm getting paid today and you're not so um I just try to tap into that mindset and water off a doc's back and yeah hello so what what kind of scene is it here you mentioned when you first started out there wasn't much um, but has it changed I mean with, with with Pride becoming a bigger festival I'd say the flair entertainment shows which I joined was one of the first ones that made it more because it wasn't very prominent it was like I don't know the 90s or the 80s that my mom used to go to the Cosmopolitan with my dad mm. um, and they really enjoyed it back then and there's not really ever been like a proper like stable gay bar or gay place for people to go to I think there was somewhere called Nikita that was before I even was like aged to go that out name <laughs> Nikita can come back <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's not really any any places to go in Jersey that's kind of yeah, so it's kind of down to the local entertainment companies to, yeah. to create that space. And so have there been a lot more events and just performers recently that you've come into contact with here? Yeah, I've done some like club gigs just dancing on podium, which is always <laughs> good yeah. when you're next to a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not much option, obviously comparable to London, but I'm trying to kind or of LA. make it. Yeah, yeah, more <laughs> LA there is. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and do you have the same maybe way to go with tolerance here that they Um, sound like they have with London? I always say Jersey's very like the 1950s. (laughs) (laughs) There's not many people that are like comfortable with themselves. Would you not feel comfortable like walking through town or something? with? Um, I I would just because of like my policing background, my prison background and different things like that. I feel like I would be comfortable because I've had like offenders shout obscenities at me while I was in prison or outside of prison and whatever. So I think I'd be comfortable with it, but people 
it shouldn't happen anyway. Yeah. But people that might not be able to like help themselves in those situations, that is kind of there's still a lot of issue. Like, and as I say, I had a work role when I was at the prison, and I applied for a role, and they said if you applied for that, knowing that they, I do drag, I wouldn't be able to get the role. Prison background is helping you. I think the sad thing there is yeah. that you're saying that the reason that you would feel more comfortable is because you can kind of defend yourself or you're more accustomed to it because that's the way the scenarios that you've been in, rather than you can you feel comfortable mm. because it's a comfortable space. Mm. Yeah. And you don't feel threatened. That's where the that's yeah. where the problem happens here is that people are you know, if you're more likely to be able to defend yourself, you're saying you feel safer, that's the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. The like, place should be safer. Yeah, exactly. And do you think that we're heading towards that here more and more, or um, we still a long oh, way to go? Jersey's like, I don't know, 20 years behind, <laughs> like, the mainland, and yeah. obviously the mainland has its own issues, but I mean, like, yeah, I think there's a long, long way to go. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how much we can do on a weekend. Say, we just brought in London, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully we can make a few years progress this weekend. Um, so tell me about Pride. Um, how important is it for performers like you to get a weekend to really, well, not even a weekend, it's more than that. It's a, a few days, full, yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. So how important is it to have that festival where, you know, it is so much, it's a comfortable space. Is that right to say? And, and that you've got just this chance to just, enjoy everything about, about. I, I feel like for me I do we, you know as I say we're full-time drag queens so we do this a lot mm. for me in this scenario it's less for I'm gonna have a great time mm -hmm. I'm gonna love it. it but it's less for my enjoyment and more to give the people who are coming to pride this incredible show or this experience that they don't necessarily get every day yeah. um you know pride this is for them mm -hmm and for them to enjoy. Yeah, and it's great because the director this year has said that he wants it to be for everyone, you know. Mm -hmm. You can go if you just want to have a good time. That's what Pride is. Yeah, exactly. I took my mum to Pride once. Yeah. She's not queer. She just <laughs> decided to have a lovely day and have a glass of wine in the street with people partying. <laughs> Do you know it. what I mean? It's and she loved it. It's just becoming something where it's just, you know, a great time out. Mm -hmm. It's a great weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how important is Pride for, for you guys? I think a lot of good can be done, uh, like Paige just said, as much as Pride began and will always have its roots in uh, protest. It also has this new modern contemporary meaning of celebration and it is really, I feel like our job coming to the Channel Islands is to help the local community kind of put on a prideful show. Like, and that's not just on a stage, it's also as a community. Pride is about quite literally feeling proud of yourself, feeling happy, feeling peaceful feeling safe and comfortable and that's something that I think we can help kind of by holding hands and, and maybe leading the way a little bit and just showing that everyone can exist in this way. Like pride should feel utopian mm. and then usually you leave with a hangover but with a smile on your face <laughs> and you should be thinking if this is possible, if only for a weekend or four days, this is something that we can work towards and mm. like that this is a feeling which is possible and therefore you know we have it should be aspirational like it's, it's a good feeling it's a warm feeling and that's what we're kind of here to hopefully help with mm, definitely yeah um, it's gonna sound a bit crazy but i'm gonna be popping my cherry this weekend i haven't been to pride in jersey ever <laughs> oh, uh, i've been to like loads of other prides as i say i used to like live my gay life outside of jersey and now i'm trying to kind of get why is that have you just never felt it's um, really a space yeah, before for you. Yeah, I've never felt... I've, I felt comfortable. Like, yeah. um, obviously drag, I'm 
Bonnie's like almost one year old, so like that wasn't really like a, a, a yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't like really a thing like before with the other prides. But like when I used to go to the other prides, I used to yeah, I used to live my gay life outside of Jersey, and it's good to just kind of finally bring it into so Jersey. So they're combining to yeah. Jersey and your gay life, and and do you think you know it's getting bigger and bigger every year? I think mm. pride and more people, more performers like yourself are coming and and taking part and. I don't know, is that exciting for you to see that in Jersey's happening? Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. It's um, definitely going in the right direction, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. So why don't you just finally um, tease a little bit of what you're going to be doing this weekend over the festival, you know, what performances, what are you taking part in, what events? Well, we've got a main stage performance, which is going to be killer. <laughs> um, we're, we're doing multiple numbers at all these different events that are happening. Um, we've got a brunch, FOMO Drag Brunch, which is happening. Um, on the Sunday. And also an after party after our main stage performance on the Saturday evening. So if you don't catch us on the main stage, we'll be at, at the after party. And if you miss the after party, we'll see you on Sunday at brunch. And I don't know about you, but I'm not repeating numbers. So I expect you all to be <laughs> at all of them to see every single one of my numbers. Our luggage was heavily overweight because we brought a show. So. 29 kilograms in my luggage today because guess wow. what? I didn't bring one repeat outfit. Please make it worth our while. <laughs> Paying those extra luggage fees. And is there anything in particular you're looking forward to seeing this weekend? You know, any other acts or anything? I, I'm actually just really looking forward to like seeing Pride elsewhere. Mm. Um, you know, we do London Pride every year, but I've, I'm just excited to see it elsewhere and also just have fun, have yeah. a laugh. This is actually the first Pride I've been to in um, in drag. I, the last Pride in London, I was working at like events that were already booked out the whole day, and in fact, I rarely saw any of the Pride happening. The year before that, when I was working in drag, I was working in Manchester mm. on London Pride, so this will be the first Pride I'm actually kind of attending and being a part of in a meaningful way. So I'm excited to just see what that looks like. Fantastic. And and just finally, I think maybe for you as, as the Jersey um, drag queen, maybe what can we do in future? What can Jersey do to improve the opportunities there are for people who would like to get involved in sort of welcomed into this community um just create the spaces yeah <laughs> some some dollar can think <laughs> create, create those spaces some dollar. are those like literal spaces in terms of pubs or um even if they're just like community spaces yeah. um yeah give them the space and the dollar yeah. <laughs> all right well thank you so much and i i hope it's an amazing weekend and thank you for coming oh it will be sure it will yeah. hello <laughs> we're about to go off we need that confidence oh exactly. yeah and all you people out there i think just to like go on to the back of what you were just saying as far as creating this, the spaces. The spaces are also created by the people that come to them. Mm. You know, there can be a space, but if there's no one there, the space is not created, there's no community. Hello everyone, come out <laughs> and have fun, go to these places, make the spaces yourself, because that is how community is created. 100%. We'll see you there, Hanny. <laughs> I'll be attending. <laughs> <laughs>